not yet um, started their business, no matter where, what their skill level is, right. um, no matter what their craft is, because of a lack right. of confidence. Who's going to support me? Yeah. Um, where do I go? How do I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, that it never happens. Um, I sat for three years by myself, just gaining uh, a lot of knowledge and skills, and I was scared. Because for me, it was um, a lack of confidence and just being embarrassed. Like, what are people going to think about what it is that I have? Um, Are people even going to support me, you know? Um, So I didn't do it. And finally, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I am tired of working for the white man. And that's just the truth. And I'm just going to say it how I feel it. You know what I'm saying? I refuse to be submissive to a company, a white company at that, because I was in a field of nothing but whites. I was the only woman and the only person of color working in this welding company. And they were racist as fuck. (laughs) Like racist. I knew when I stepped in there and then the boss pulled me to the side and let me know that he needed me because I was a woman of color and not to take offense of anything that anybody said. So I already knew what it was and I was tired. So when COVID hit, I had to protect my household, but also I had to protect myself and ask myself, is it worth me going to a job every single day? When really they need me more than I need them because I can make money. Right, right. Um, that ultimately I'm selling myself. Yeah. For real. Short too. <laughs> selling myself so short it's not even funny. Right. Because they need me to be able to get into Amazon. Mm-hmm. To be able to get into all these other places that they're getting into. Mm-hmm. Because nobody wants to see just white men coming in. Right. They want to know... Because they have certain ethics within their company and how they make money. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they want to know, okay, well, do you have any people of color? You right. don't discriminate. Right. So they needed me. So for me to take a step back, it was a lot because trust and believe I made pretty good money. Mm-hmm. And um, I had only been with them for a short amount of time. But had I stayed with them, the money potentially that I could have asked for... I would have been making more money than any of the white men. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they would have needed me. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the skill. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I let go because for me it was, I'd rather struggle and know that it is my responsibility to put food on the table than somebody else give me something and be able to take it back at any time that they want to and now i'm struggling to figure out how i'm about to feed my kids yeah yeah. and the only thing that i can say to my kids is why i got fired yeah and my kids can't listen to that they can't eat off that right right so it's like no i have to take responsibility um in my own life into my own hands and take control and be like no yeah i'm taking back my power And this is how I did it. And in a year's time, when I first started out, don't get me wrong, I was ready to go back to work. And even sometimes I still think about it. It's hard. But I'm now being able, 
able to truly see the fruits of my labor working for myself exactly one year later because I started last year introducing myself August 1st mm-hmm. now August 2021 I am seeing the fruit of my labor nice. and I've never <laughs> felt so happy in my life nice. and then the other businesses you know combined it's like it's beautiful yes yes that's a beautiful thing Man, that's a beautiful thing. As much as I, I whine about uh, Nightworks LLC, which is my general contracting business, that thing we made hundred twenty-six thousand dollars in revenue last year. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, you know, when I look back at it, I'm like, okay, you know, okay, we did a little something, something, <laughs> but a little something, a little something, something. But jeez, it's it's a struggle to have your own business, but it's it's freeing at the same time. Yeah. So it's like. You you're not yoked to someone else. Yeah. You know you're. It's all on you. Yeah. And I guess that's the hard part about it. But you know all the the, the um, potential. Yeah. And and everything. It's it's all. It's yours. Yeah. You know, it's all yours. And, and there's so. no cap on the money that you can make yes. when you work for yourself. Yes. When you go to a nine to five, whether you're hourly or sal or salary. Mm-hmm. The company has already decided how much money they want you to make. Yes, and they're going to try to keep you like that. Man, right there in that bracket. <laughs> and don't let you for for one week, one uh, two weeks, whatever the time period is for your paycheck, don't let you make uh, get more than what the hell they want you to have. Right. And then they start taking down your hours. Right. And right. I remember right. when my mom worked salary. Mm-hmm. And she had to do her 40 hours a week mm-hmm. that's it that's all for a manager yeah but then she had to do extra hours yeah they want you to come in and do this and that and this and that then she don't get paid don't for get paid it paid at all <laughs> yep. Yep. i got tired of living that life man <laughs> i got tired check this out me too <laughs> me too plus plus i'm not i'm not the guest the guess a master type nigga. Right. So um, <laughs> as soon as you say something I don't like right. or you want me to do something that I don't feel like doing, uh-huh. I'm an ignorant motherfucker. I'm going to walk the fuck off and go home. <laughs> and, and that's it. I'm going to leave fuck home because I'm not doing none of that. Right. Straight up. It's so funny. I love the job that I had, <laughs> but I just did not like the fact that I was working for someone else. Yes. And it was just, it was a brutal commute in, in rush hour traffic. Oh, and man. that was the only thing that I was like, okay, it's time yeah. for me to just do my own thing, yeah. you know. And, you know, I'm not making enough money here to really support a family yeah. or anything like that. Like, if I had to depend on that job, Woo. and I just don't know how other people, my son gets SSI, so I get a little bump, you know what I'm saying, so, because he pays me rent. So, <laughs> I don't know how people on just that's just working one job make it like mm-hmm. how do you make it like because it's they're, they're not trying to pay you anything they mm-hmm. done, they done went up to 15 i guess they went up <laughs> to 15 but we watched these people like uh me and a, a, a gr- another girl who worked at this place for like 15 years we watching them hire people after us and pay them more yeah you know then we're getting paid and we have all the experience and then we have to train these people yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. I got. I got too many. Too many skills. To Listen. When I worked at the shipyard, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I sacrificed myself. Mm-hmm. And this is a true story. 
Um, I sacrificed myself for all the people of color at the shipyard. Um, and what had happened was, is I was working there. Um, they put me through school to get my um, welding. I was the only person of color who had really um, left with my welding cert mm. at that um, in that specific uh, class. Yeah. Um, um, my co-workers, black men, were training white men, racist white men at that, to take over their positions that they were already promised. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I got tired of, and I'm one of them type of people that I don't care if people are mad at me. Yeah. So I decided to sacrifice myself because all these other people, they had to work. Yeah. Because they didn't know anything different. They really honestly didn't have that hustling mindset. Yeah. When I sacrificed myself, I want to say my pay got bumped up $8. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they put me on layoff. Uh, yeah, they played them games. <laughs> While everybody else got their money. Yeah. And I didn't have nothing. Yeah. On top of the same day that they, um, I had went to the EEOC and everything. Mm -hmm. The same day that they laid me off. I went home. No, no. Before I went home, everybody, I come up for lunch and the whole boat is um, evacuated. This is a military ship. Mm. And a mil uh, one of the uh, soldiers run up to me and he's like, are you Miss Price? And I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I can see everybody else in the shipyard on the lower. Mm -hmm. Come to find out, he rushes me off the ship after asking me who all else was on the boat. I name everybody who I knew was with me. He said, okay, I helped me run off the boat. I get down there. <laughs> when I get down to my coworker, my coworker grabs me and was like, I'm glad that you fought this morning not to be in the space that they put me in. He said, because there was a bomb found in the room that they put you in. Oh, wow. That morning, because I went to EOC, I was getting threats. Mm. And my the same boss who I filed the EEOC complaint on tried to put me in a space that I did not feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And something told me, no, fight it, fight mm -hmm. it. I went off on him in front of everybody, in front of the whole boiler makers, mm -hmm. in front of the carpenters. I said, I don't even trust you. Yeah. Why are you even talking to me anyways when and putting me in spaces when I have an EEOC complaint on you? Yeah. And one with the company. Right. Why did this man put a fake bomb in the space that I was supposed to be working in to scare me? Mm. <laughs> to where the military police had to come. Mm. The police bomb squad came. Wow. And they put me on layoff that day. Wow. <laughs> when I got home... I was so shooken up on top of being pissed the fuck off. Right, right. I had somewhere else to go. So I parked my car in my garage and I leave my garage open. Mm -hmm. I run inside my house to take a shower. I come back out. There were a pair of brand new boots, size like 13, 12, 13 inside my garage. Mm. followed you all the way there followed me all the way home but they yeah. had been following me yeah and i knew that they had been following me every single day but i couldn't prove it because right. i didn't know who was following me yeah 
So, you know, when I did go back to work for this welding place, because I did have that skill from the shipyard, Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't going to last long. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it wasn't that I was necessarily traumatized from my experiences, Mm -hmm. but I knew that working for white men and being submissive and it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. Time to start your own business. That's the writing on the wall right there. That's like, and and truth be told still going through it because I still need a lawyer. The first lawyer that I hired or that we got to um, look at our complaint Mm -hmm. um, ended up stopping um, because there was something else going on with someone that we had did it with. Mm -hmm. Um, So they didn't feel confident doing it because they were going to go through all of our records Mm -hmm. to make sure there was no BS. Which I had no problem with. Go through my Facebook. Go through whatever you need to go through. Yeah. Because this is what I've really experienced. Right. right. And I I have pictures. Yeah. Of the boots, the everything. Mm. So, it was like, go ahead. Um, But also, because they ended up giving everybody else extra money and did their reviews and stuff, they were so scared that some of them backed out Mm -hmm. of Mm. going through with it. Mm. Because they had got a couple dollars to shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. The sad part is the last person who filed a lawsuit for the specific shipyard mm-hmm. had got $3.1 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So See? for a couple dollars, a motherfucker right. will sell yeah. they sell. So sell your soul. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's not about money, though. You know, mm-hmm. it was about for any person of color i just want to be that voice yeah. you know what i'm saying i didn't it's mind sacrificing myself yeah, that comes in but i need that money yeah. too so if anybody know a lawyer hey look that, that brings me to legal shield that brings me to legal shield so if you have look so i'm also a legal shield associate <laughs> and you know what's wonderful about legal shield is that you have access to all types of lawyers it's not just one kind of lawyer you know you might go you might need a lawyer for your taxes you might need a lawyer for real estate you might need a lawyer for your artwork you might need a lawyer to set up your business you might need law and all those are different lawyers and they they um they do different things you know an accident attorney is not the same as a tax attorney it's, but with legal shield you get access to all of those and if you if you have a case and you want to join legal shield and want them to look at a case that you had prior to you joining legal shield you get like a 25 percent deduction Mm. off of your lawyer fees so (laughs) that's great i got my whole family on legal shield for 25 dollars a month and i've had it for like a year but then i decided i said well shit since i'm since i have it why not become an associate and you know let other people in the community have it because we don't have family lawyers like you know like other people have (laughs) like you know there's not just an attorney like oh let me call my attorney right legal shield you can't be like oh let me call my attorney <laughs> and, and so so does legal shield help with setting up a uh, um, living will yes that's one of the things that they do that they're not they're not even going to charge you for that they're going to send you the paperwork and you can just fill that fill it out and you just send it back in and it's filed and that's it that's one of the wills <laughs> the living wills um estate planning they help you with divorces all kind of forms and contracts and if you you can get like a hundred hours worth of trial work if you add like twelve ninety nine onto your little twenty five dollar mm. um twenty five dollar um, nothing yeah it's a little <laughs> bit of nothing you can get a hundred extra hours they do identity theft um you know you should identity shield i mean yeah 
where they can shield you from getting your ID stolen and all kinds of stuff. Boy, I, I'm like, this is like the best thing going. I was like, <laughs> and I got Claire G, Cypher D, Kevin, myself, and Paul covered for $25 a month. <laughs> and, and please understand, family, um, and I think that like we kind of went over this, I want to say our first podcast is talking about a, a living will, and I'll probably mm-hmm. talk about it a lot. Yeah. Please overstand how important it is to have a living will. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you go to your bank and have something notarized mm-hmm. that you set up yourself that you wrote out. <laughs> if anything were to happen to you, and you have babies over 18, um, the state can do anything with your children. They do not have to give them to a family member. If they want to put them in protective custody, they can. With a living will, anything that you put within that will will happen. Oh, wow. Because it is, it is a legal um, document. As long as you get it notarized. Nice. So the state can't um, take your kids and put them in CPS. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because your family member got a felony and they don't want them to have them because they want somebody else to get money. Uh, you know, keeping them um, in foster care. No, a living will says F that. If you have anything that you want to leave to your children, the state cannot take it because the state will do that too. If you have funds, they'll go ahead and give it to the government. So please, please look into getting a living will. And like I said, um, they now have it with banks. As long as you have a bank, uh, whether it's with U.S., Navy Federal, whoever, uh, they do notary for free. You just go in there with your document and you get it signed. So anything that you want to leave behind to your children just in case you get sick or even pass, um, Go ahead and do that now. Don't don't keep on waiting. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, stuff yeah, we so many people going through stuff right now with COVID. And they get yeah. sick in the hospital. You don't know what's gonna happen to your children. With right. you and your um, significant other get sick, and they you in the hospital. Where are your children gonna go? Right. You know, do go ahead and do that living will, and um, I'll have my links on my Facebook page, but it's MarloMohammed.WeAreLegalShield.com. And um, the whole legal shield thing will pop up. It's the whole website. So get that done. <laughs> please, please. Um, when we talk about just freeing ourselves, period, from this crooked system that was not set up um, to benefit us, <laughs> everything counts from the legal aspects to. Uh, the financial, the economic aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you work a nine to five, I don't care if you're doing hair, if you're selling water, set something up that you're not relying on somebody else to feed you. Exactly. Um, if you are in an apartment or in a house, set up a garden. Like these, just these little things are so important. Um, yes. And, and we just don't do it. Like, we talk about it, yeah. but we talk a good game. We talk. <laughs> but it doesn't get done. Right. And it's time for us to really get these things done and, and go ahead and hook up with like-minded people. Right. 
Um, so that way we can be inspired if we're not already doing it. That's right. That's uh, so important. That is so important. Um, we are going to be um, um, some of our um, some of our podcasts from here on out for the most part are going to be pre-recorded because we would like to get into the community, um, get to know some of these business owners. Um, and just different people doing some beautiful things within the um, community. Um, so if anybody would like to donate, please contact either um, Miracle uh, through Miracle's page. If you're not already on Miracle, my latest page or Marlo Mohammed or me, Amarachi. Or you can just kind of get a hold of us through the Beautifully Purpose podcast. A lot of you guys who support us are on that podcast um, site. So just kind of get a hold of us. And the monies will go to us just dining at different restaurants, um, paying for gas for it to, for us to get to certain places so that we can be able to talk to um, different people um, who you guys would like to hear from within our community, within right. the Seattle-Tacoma area. Yes, yes, I would love to support some of these businesses. And um, like you were eating some African food, some oh. Senegalese food. Yeah, the, the day. Yeah. Girl, they came <laughs> from here. Oh, okay. I thought they had like a little business or something up in here. They was just cooking. Yeah, but I love some African food. I would love to go um, preview some African restaurants mm-hmm. all across Seattle. <laughs> they don't have those in Tacoma too much. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I cannot think of the restaurant in Tacoma. And it's a little deli. Mm-hmm. They do like little slider sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it's by Oakland High School. It is a brother and his wife. Oh. oh my goodness. It's right next door to... It's right across the street from the school. Across the street from a park. And there's a store next to it. I can't think of the name right now, but I will post it in the uh, podcast. <laughs> Sandwiches off the hook, and I'm not even a sandwich person. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I am a sandwich person. So I know I love that. Look. They got little vegan sliders, mm. fruits, yogurt. Nice. Um, man, uh, and also there is a vegan, a vegan soul food restaurant oh. on the hilltop. Oh, wow. It is right off of Quickie 2, right? Is it Quickie 2? Quickie 2. Yeah. <laughs> on in between 14. And 12th in MLK. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, for me, the stuff that I ate there was fire. Mm. I had me some collard greens mm-hmm. with something else. Delicious. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The muffins, delicious. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, just kind of check out the black businesses in your area. Um, Anytime you want to contribute to anything that we're talking about, please come and visit us. Um, tap in, uh, tap into one of our lives. Um, share on one of our Facebook pages, um, different businesses, or even your business that you would like us to shout out on Fridays. Um, so we can go ahead and support. I love sharing black businesses. And if you are here in Seattle and I have not 
uh, supported your black business yet, please believe I am coming around to you. That's right. Um, it's going to happen because I have supported many. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in to us and hope you all have a blessed Friday. Right. See you next week. Peace. <laughs> Peace. So, peace and power, family. I am Amarachi. And I'm Marlo. And we are the Beautifully Purposed Podcast. At the Beautifully Purposed Marketplace. Yes, at the Beautifully Purposed Marketplace that we have every Friday where we set up our businesses um, to set up. It is $25. Um, and we're just trying to build on that right now. For the most part, it's just me um, and Marlo right now. Um, but we would love to see our community come out and support us as well, as well as us supporting your businesses. Right, right. I'm excited to see the new person. Isn't there going to be a new person coming? So there's supposed to be a new person, but one of them live far. Yeah. yeah, we're having a lot of difficulties, but I've been putting out the word. Um, so hopefully we start to see some people soon, especially... As summer is, I guess. Yeah. We'll be doing some newer, exciting things next next summer, too, and next spring. Yes. I'm really looking forward to doing a big uh, neighborhood garage sale or um, something at this yes. spot. Yes, yes. Malaya, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, yes. You can <laughs> okay. hear me eating? Yep. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a couple of things, but right now we are talking about um, CBD. Yes. So one of the things I was saying before um, we got cut off earlier was that I had thought in Washington State, they said, you know, marijuana is legal and you got to, you know, really look into the legalities of things and what's actually coming down from the licensing place and not just be listening to what people are saying Um and you really have to look into to stuff and do your research because people will have you out here illegal when uh, there's certain things that are legal and certain things that aren't. Um, so um, I think I saw on the news that you could grow up to two plants at your house or something like that. Did you did you hear that? Or you can't. Or if you have a... Um. Well, if you have medical, a license, if you have a medical marijuana license, license yes. you can plant up to four. You can have up to fourteen plants, uh, um, and you can grab other people's license. So, with every license, I believe it's fourteen plants. Um, if you do not have a license, I want to say it can't go over like six plants. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but then, when carrying actual weed, mm-hmm. um, nothing can be sacked at. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nothing can be sacked up. And I want to say with a person who has a license, maybe you can have up to a pound on you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have anything over than that sacked up, you will be distributing and you will uh, go to jail. Wow. <laughs> you will go to jail. I mean, you know, yeah. even, you know, I have to be careful even w- with what I'm doing. Yeah. Because... They are trying to find legal ways to lock you up, even though they made it legal. Yeah, yeah. All of these, um, the city, the state, the government, it's all like corporations. So they're all trying to make their money off of whatever tickets, licensing, 
giving you time doing whatever. Right. It's all a money making thing right. for the state or the city or, or whatever. So you really got to be careful how you move. Um, but I really love the shea butter that I had purchased from Amarachi because when I have aches and pains and stuff like that, and I get rubbed down with that shea butter, it stops it. It completely stops it. And um, so I'm very interested in the, the medical aspect of the marijuana. And I don't know what you found out as far as healing are concerned. Okay, because I know, I know it's been used for many years. Like, well, CBD has been used for many years for painkiller. Oh yeah, and it absolutely works. But I was wondering, like, because raw shea butter is something that I put all over my body and in my hair. And so when I when it came to putting it in my hair, I was like, mm, I don't know because it got <laughs> right. CBD in it, <laughs> and I don't know how if that's good for your hair or it's not good for your hair. Or I don't know if you have any information on that. <laughs> so, I mean, the oils that I do have in there, you can definitely put shea butter in your hair. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also have other oils in there yeah. um, that are nice and light. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, use it in your hair all over your body. Mm -hmm. I know as soon as I use the shea butter, shoot, I'm knocked out. Yeah. That's that me too. <laughs> me too. Got massage, went on, went to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm knocked out. I actually, um, because we do have tea and coffee. Um, I've been drinking the tea, and when I tell you I overslept for a client, oh wow, <laughs> girl, I um, I was like, you know what? I'm a I'm a meditate and medicate. Okay, so I went to my altar. I drank some of um the tea. I was like, man, I'm tired, laid down, and woke up the next day at 10. Mm, My wow. client was at 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, I am so sorry. And luckily, they were understanding. He wasn't tripping. But, um, man, that tea is something else. Um, and I, I highly recommend um, that you guys um, go ahead and check both of those so we are doing this podcast outside, and uh, as the cars roll by, um, it gets very, very loud. But yeah, that tea and that coffee's off the hook. I've heard good feedbacks on that coffee, um, but that tea for me, on top of the fact that um, the tea, the particular tea is uh, Love Potion number nine. And if you know anything about Oshun, then you would understand this tea is great for lovers. Um, uh, women specifically, because I can speak on women, and just keeping you alive in the bedroom. Mm, nice. Yeah, keeping keeping you um keeping you nice and moisturized in the nice in the right places, um, keeping you in the mood. Nice. Um on top of the other beautiful properties that it has, because we do have um, Dr. Sebi uh, approved herbs in there. Oh, wow. So, whew. I've heard of Love Potion number nine, but is, is that something you make or something that you got from? So, I copied the name, uh -huh. but I spell it different. Oh, okay. So, just like Oshun, the goddess, uh -huh. um, we spell it P 
O S H U N. Oh, okay. Because she's also the goddess of love. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're doing. I mean, we're both doing some really beautiful things with our businesses, and um, Miracle just uh, recently uh, passed her exam for um, her real estate license exam. So yay on that. Um, so girl, I'm gonna be coming to you soon because yep. in the next year I'm trying to buy a home. Oh, yeah, really for sure. You know? so, so, um, just really elevating ourselves within our lives and business. And man, we're trying to we're trying to get to the to some places and get to the money, um, leave a legacy for our children. Um, so how has it been since getting your real estate license? Boy, I jumped, well, I went out and joined EXP uh, Realty. So I'm a broker for EXP Realty. Oh, nice. And um, the guy that actually sold my house, I had a nightmare when I was trying to buy my house. Um, bad um, real estate agent, just a bad loan thing. Just, I had to let everybody go. And I went on a search for someone because I felt like I was getting hustled. I went on a search for someone who didn't have as much information <laughs> as the person that I was dealing with. Cause the person that I was dealing with was just way over my head. He had a lot of knowledge, but he tried to hustle me. And I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna deal with somebody who's on my level. So I went yeah. and got somebody and, and he was only like, a, he was very new, like only like one year agent. And he helped me get my house and get to new loan officers and everything like that. And he actually joined EXP Realty. And so I kind of followed him into EXP Realty. Nice. And right now today, he's he's like, I guess he's probably like in his third or fourth year now as a real estate agent. And I can call him on the phone at any time when I have any questions nice. or anything. He's always like, yeah, give me a call, give me a call, give me a call. So... Um, EXP Realty is like supposed to be the cutting edge, uh, cloud-based, um, new technology real estate. And it's like the fastest growing real estate agency in the United mm. States because of it being cloud-based. And it's also kind of like, uh, you bring pe- the people that you, the agents you bring in underneath you, you'll make money off of them. Oh, and, nice. You know, oh, so nice. it's kind of like the B2B thing. But, um, yeah, so there's uh, multiple ways to make money with the, uh, EXP Realty. But you better be up on your technology, and I am not. So that, <laughs> that yeah. right there yeah. has been a struggle. Technology is everything. Yes, and everything. I chose EXP because it was the cloud base, you know. Mm. So I'm thinking about the future and everything, but, geez, I'm like, well, I need a little help with this. So Yeah. But they do have people to help you. So. You know what? When I um, first started trying to get my real estate license it wasn't even about going into the field Mm -hmm. it was more so knowledge yeah yeah um and i happily paid that 500 dollars right (laughs) and i learned a lot um i learned a lot but it is the um it is the um the i don't want to say wording um that's for me, the language. The language. <laughs> you got to get down that language. You got to get it down. <laughs> okay, because it will confuse you, man. But you don't want to go into for any any um anybody currently looking for a home to buy. 
don't go in their ignorance. And yeah. being ignorant isn't a bad thing. It's just the lack of knowledge. Right, right. Have some type of knowledge because just like uh, Marlo said, you will have people come in there and try to run the game on you. So you got to know what it is that you are doing. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> um, you you got to know. So um, to all those people who are first time home buyers going out seeking, please um, get up on your knowledge first yes. uh, before you go and seek someone to sell you a home. Right. And, and join my Facebook group, Marlowe's from Renters to Buyers Facebook yes. group. Because I put a lot of information that I've learned over the years. I've been studying real estate for a really long time. Um, but the licensing is something, actually, it's a lot of knowledge that you that you don't use as a real estate agent. It's just like to pass. The, yeah, to pass. It. Yeah. So you would be yeah. uh, good to study financing more than anything, because mm. that's the big, the big issue is going in there with the loan officer and, you know, making sure that you're getting a good deal, you know, you, um, or, or having mm. somebody that you trust. You yeah. Know? And I yeah. went, I met with, um. Ron Ronald David Bennett and he's in my Facebook group as well and I went and I had coffee with him because I really want to put a team together that I can trust yeah. you know when I send my people I don't want to send them to somebody who's going to give them a loan that they're not going to be able to afford you know mm. saying I mean things happen but you know you never know when it's going to fall back into uh, loan officers giving loans that they know that's not no good. You yeah, know? yeah. And to people that know they know they can't afford it and they're right. not going to lose their house in, in you know, a year or two. Right. So, and, and that's something as the people that we've dealt with um, for ages. Yes. Um, um, is And it's crazy because I can't remember the specific show. I had got into this show recently mm -hmm. and... Um, that's one of the things that they talked about was um, back in this time, maybe it was like the 50s or 60s, but um, it was as they were uh, bringing uh, families of color into L.A. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what they were doing was they were giving them these faulty loans yeah. Yeah. that they knew that they would have to either sell their house or because of the discrimination right. and the different things that all these racist people were doing, mm -hmm. that their house was going to be back on the market soon. Right, right. So you got to, you definitely got to be careful. And even though redlining is illegal, mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to be up on your knowledge because they yeah. still find ways to redline. Yeah, something else different <laughs> on yeah. top of the loan yeah. aspect yes. so yes. you really Definitely. just got to know what you're doing and Mar like marlo said you got you have to trust the the person that you are working with really? that's a must yes yes um, especially like a lot of people i mean it's like the black community is preyed on because they know yeah. we have the spending power yes they know we have the spending power and they, they know we'll spend the money and we don't mind spending the money right but it's, so it's like you know, here they come with this too good to be true tricks and tips and all yeah. these other little Girl. things. And, and and a lot of times it is too good to be true and you end up winding, winding yourself yeah. in, a, in a, like, say for instance, like rent-a-center. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, every black community got a rent-a-center right. and you paying $4,000 for something that's worth $400, right. you know, right. in the end when you could have just saved your money. Right. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> yeah, they definitely yeah. know that we have the spending power but then on top of it, we as a people, we're always trying to keep up with the Jones. Yeah. And that's just the truth of the matter. I, I love my people with everything in me, but 
we ain't gotta fake it till we make it. You know what I'm saying? If you gotta start out small, start out start small. Out small. Yeah. Um, don't put yourself in any type of predicament that right. you would get your house taken away. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? If if all you can do is afford a certain amount, then go with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. You have nothing to prove to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the most important thing is um, being able to leave your kids something. Right. Um, leaving Definitely. that. So. Yeah, and that's one thing that Ron uh, was telling me about because I have they have this program uh, with the state called the House Key. I think it's the House Key or something like that program where if you have a disabled member of your family you can get a house but that and, and you can get a house at a one percent interest rate oh wow but you don't own the house after that person passes away and he was like oh well you know we can always you can always refinance out of those um and i did not know that you know i would have went and got that if i if i would have known that i would have went and got that like yeah because any mortgage you go into yeah you can you can refinance you know i didn't even i wasn't even thinking about that but it's important to have these people who have knowledge around you and it's like you know you sitting around in the house and you know with your family and everybody and everybody on the same level nobody knows anything you know you got to get out and make yourself known and 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 get knowledge from other people it's it's really useful so i do have a question with that so you Mm -hmm. said that a person with uh, a disabled person mm-hmm. within your home, yeah. you can get a, a house, right? Yes, down payment okay. assistance. Uh, or down payment assistance. Yeah. So what does that mean for those people who are already on that program? What does that mean for you when refinancing? When you refinance, you would go to a rate, whatever the, the interest rate is at that time. You know, so it's probably like 1%, like I, I pay 4.5, so I would have refinanced it to like a 4.5% interest rate. But right now the interest rates are really, really low. And so if you had gotten that and you were already in the house and you decided to refinance now, you probably got to be at a two point something. But even still then you cannot leave that house to anybody else, right? No, after you refinance, you refinanced out of that, then you can uh, leave it to whoever you want to because you're not in that deal anymore. You're not, you're not taking that deal no more. It's going to be paid off. When you refinance, they'll pay off that whole thing are so, y'all listening to this yeah, game please yeah. pay attention right now <laughs> yeah so when you refinance it's like they paid your mortgage mm. and then yeah and so then, now you're going under their stipulations yeah yeah under so it's their a whole, terms. New, okay. new, whole new loan whole new program yeah so. wow so if you didn't already know now you know um if you are under a program that you have a disabled persons inside of your home um, it is at about a 1% um, interest rate. And then you can refinance paying off that loan, being able to leave your people something that wouldn't have been left to them before then because you were underneath the specific right. loan. Right. Yep. Wow. That, I, I never even thought of that. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy how you talk to other people and then know you just get a little jewel yeah here and there (laughs) like (laughs) wow and that's something that i can i know a lot of people who are taking care of uh, uh, people with disabilities yeah whether whether it be children family members so that's something that i could definitely leave with them yeah um i think yeah the biggest thing is knowing that you can do it 
getting the knowledge that you can do it and then having the confidence. I think with me, I didn't do it for so many years because I didn't have the confidence to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you know, who's going to sell me a house? Right? Who's going to sell me a house? Them people are waiting for you to walk in there. Those people were waiting for me to walk in the Evergreen Loan. They're like, oh, yeah, come over here and let's see if we (laughs) pre-qualify. And when they did, and I was like, well, I pre-qualified, but I pre-qualified for a really low amount. I ain't no houses um, available for this amount anywhere in Seattle, Washington. So I had to look outside of Seattle, Washington. But um, <laughs> shoot, sometimes you, you should you should get away because mm-hmm. there's other options and better options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other places. Um, and you just hit on a word that is so important, um, and that's confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our people aren't moving up or elevating themselves because of a lack of confidence. That's true. That's true. For years, I had so many.